Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to this week's edition of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom coming to you once again from the sofa. Yes, I'm coming to the end of the second week of this horrible cold and feeling pretty rotten still and exhausted and falling asleep all the time and full of congested yuckiness. But here I am, I'm here and uh, we will see how we get on. <laughs> um, I was thinking about actually the old adage feed a cold and starve a fever and uh, I certainly have been feeding my face over the last couple of weeks not too bad not you know I mean I haven't been able to get out to buy um big tubs of ice cream or or big tubs of Haribo jellies but um it's harder actually I think to eat well when you're not well especially if you're the person who does most of the cooking in the house which I am uh, Richard's been great. He's, you know, done all the shopping and helped with a lot of the cooking, but uh, it has to be easy and basic stuff for him to do. And of course, that's bunging in the oven, you know, type stuff. But uh, I did read up a few articles actually about feed a cold and starve a fever. And the idea is that um, if you've got a cold, you've got some sort of virus that you should make sure that you eat well because you're... Uh, system is fighting a battle against the virus and it needs um, all that it can all that it can have and the tendency when you're not well would be to not eat that much so you know we need to make sure we eat well but I think the the important word is well isn't it <laughs> make sure that we eat well and that's part of the issue Um, like I say when you're not feeling great you don't want to be chopping vegetables and cooking things from scratch you want to be able to just bung something in the oven and that's been the difficulty really but I've decided to give myself a break in that sense and uh, and not be too hard on myself because you know what can you do it's I'm not well um, I'm a little bit better than I was but I'm still really really tired here comes the yawn <sighs> And um, completely congested with all sorts of horrible stuff. So I'm giving myself a break. I'm giving myself a bit of a pass this week, let's say. Not for good, for all and forever, but, you know, for the next few days, I'll just give them a, be a bit easy on myself. What's the point anyway? What's the point in giving out to myself or chastising myself? It's not going to make me feel any better, is it? Especially if I'm not well. And So... <clears throat> just uh, just see how I go. But one thing I have been thinking about is I'd love to get to the root of why uh, food is always my go-to uh, medicine, you know? Why I 
why am I always thinking about it, always worrying about it, always obsessed about it? And um, and as I, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that um, I associate food with family and with company. And uh, there are certain meals that, sorry, I'm just going to lie down for a minute. Um, <clears throat> there are certain meals that remind me of childhood and remind me of um, family times and they're really really good memories but uh, I'm trying to think beyond that I'm trying to think you know why is it that I would quite happily eat three four five bags of crisps if I could that's that's not a memory from childhood is it you know that's nothing to do with childhood why is it that I always want more? I always, always want more. Um, I never feel like I've had enough. You know, I know I could eat a dinner. I could quite happily eat another one. And is it just that I have developed a large appetite? Or is it something else, you know? And, you know, I've come to the conclusion that that question is beyond me. I think I'm going to need to get some help with that question. And um, that's the tricky bit, isn't it? I, I've, I've said before, I am, and I I, I am. I still, uh, it is still my intention to have some counselling, some more counselling to, to really try and get to the heart of why I want to eat so much. I think, I don't know, it's like, I've been trying to really think about this. I like the process of eating. You know, the the actual process of, I suppose it's the taste, isn't it? The taste of food. Um, I've been thinking back to the mindful eating episodes of the podcast where Karen Janes uh, from the the KJ way I'll put the link to our my conversations with her in the description of this episode where she talked about putting like a raisin in your mouth and feeling the texture of it and you know not chewing or swallowing just letting it rest in your mouth feeling the texture of it can you smell anything how does it feel is it squishy is it hard is it you know and um, I find it really hard to do that, you know, practicing mindful eating. She was saying, you know, you know, think about each bite of a sandwich or a piece of fruit or whatever. And I find that really, really hard to do that because I want to take the next bite. And I can't take the next bite till I've dealt with the bite I have. And I'm thinking, why is that? I wonder why that is. Um. Why do I love the process of eating so much? So I was reading this article on the Forbes website. um, And it's entitled, Why do we love to eat so much? So there's this new research that's come out of the Max Planck Institute in Germany. And it says the first few bites of a delicious meal are triggering an irresistible double tap of dopamine in your brain, this new research suggests. 
Understanding this repetitive pleasure cycle helps explain why curbing cravings and cutting calories is so difficult. So it says that they tracked the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine in specific brain regions when volunteers ate either a tasty milkshake or a tasteless solution. And the study found that dopamine was released twice in the brain of those drinking the milkshake. First, when the milkshake was ingested and again when it hit the stomach. Dopamine is often called the pleasure chemical, more accurately the brain's primary reward chemical, as it plays a role in both identifying and reinforcing rewarding and pleasurable experiences. While the first release occurred in the brain region associated with the reward sensory perception, the post-ingestive release involved an ad- additional regions related to higher cognitive functions. Right, so what it's saying is the taste of the food hits one bit of the brain and then when the food hits the stomach, it hits a, the, the dopamine hits a different bit of the brain. The study also found a link between volunteers' craving of the milkshake and the amount of dopamine eventually released. The higher the craving, the more the dopamine was initially released, but the less was released when the milkshake hit the stomach. The finding reinforces the notion that our cravings typically outpace how much we'll ultimately enjoy whatever we eat. The first few bites of the steak or the cheesecake match the depth of our desire, but little by little, the high diminishes, even while we keep shoveling the calor- in the calories in pursuit of that fleeting pleasure. So it is a bit like what they say about drugs, isn't it? You know, that uh, first of all, you take them to get high and then eventually you take them to feel normal. Uh, and then you, event- then you go on to take them uh, to be able to survive. Where And food is, it's, you know, it's suggesting that food is a bit like that. First of all, you get that high dopamine rush. But after that, the dopamine, the dopamine rush is hitting a different part of the brain. So you're not getting the same type of high. But we keep eating, trying to get back to that high we were getting at the beginning. Having said all of that, that doesn't really answer my question, does it? Because there are loads of people. I could sit around a table with 20 people who are really enjoying digging into a pizza or a cheesecake or whatever it is. But they can stop. You know what I mean? Or they might choose not to stop, but they can stop. By looking at them, I don't think they're eating three packets of crisps or, or wanting to eat three packets of crisps at home. So yeah, I mean I'm in I'm in a I'm in a search for answers at the moment. That's the kind of place that I'm in at the moment. I'm searching for answers. I want to know why. I used to think it didn't matter. I used to think, oh, it'll it'll turn out to be because such a fella broke it off for me or because my parents did this or didn't do that or because I am this or I am that. And I, I think it's deeper than that. I don't think it's as simple as that. I want to understand why I am a compulsive eater. I am somebody who wants to eat all the time. Um, I think I actually think it's beyond greed and gluttony and maybe gluttony is the um, gluttony and greed is the result, the end result. But there is a process going on in my brain and I want to understand it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's my plan. My plan is to 
see if I can find some help in understanding what is going on inside my head. So I learned a new phrase this week in my reading of these articles and um, it's disordered eating, which is different from an eating disorder. Um, and I think the main difference is because it's it's a it's a description rather than a diagnosis. It's a description of the way somebody eats. Somebody could have an eating disorder or not have an eating disorder and still be somebody who um, partakes in disordered eating. So it's um, frequent dieting, chronic weight fluctuations, rigid rituals, feelings of guilt, preoccupation with food, weight and body image that negatively impacts quality of life, feeling of loss of control around food, using exercise and food restriction, fasting or purging to make up for bad foods and in inverted commas. So it's somebody who eats too much or somebody who eats too little or somebody who's over obsessed with having food or over obsessed with non -ha not having food. So, yeah, that can all, you know, they can fit into binge eating disorder or anorexia, but they, they're not necessarily diagnosed cases. So I'm definite. I'm, you know, hands up. I've got the preoccupation with food, constantly think about it, constantly worrying about it, constantly trying to decide what's, you know, what's the best thing to have. And constantly wishing that I was having something else. And uh, yeah, so I'm definitely somebody who suffers from disordered eating, whether or not I have an actual eating disorder. I don't know. I'll tell you something else I've been doing this week. <clears throat> so I've been watching episodes of My 600 Pound Life and 1000 Pound Sisters. And I am not in any way judging uh, those people. Uh, I, I'm not judging them. You know, I'm not judging their situations or their eating or whatever. So I'm not saying this from a position of judgment. But what I will say is that... I'm trying, I'm trying not to say it without sounding bad. But here it goes. Uh, I, hopefully, if you've listened to a few episodes, you'll know that I'm not mean-spirited. They make me feel a bit better when I watch them. Well, one, because I'm not 600 pounds. <laughs> um, but they make me feel a bit better because emotionally... I know I'm in a in, I'm in a better place and I think that's the key to dealing with the eating and dealing with everything that's going on in my life emotionally. I'm in a pretty good place. I know I need help to go further. I feel stuck and I know I need help to go further, but I look at some of those programs and I think, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay right here right now where I am today. Heavier than I was you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but not as heavy as I was six years ago or 10 years ago. So yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm going to be a bit gentle with myself and I am going to get some help. But I'm in a much better place than I was and I'm much happier than I used to be. And I want to do this. I want to succeed in this. I really, really, really want to succeed. And I think that... I don't want to I don't want it to sound like I'm judging the people on those programs. I mean, I know it's a bit of reality TV, so it'll be 
produced and edited and uh, but I I'm doing all right all things considered I'm doing all right and I'm really really grateful for that and I'm grateful to God for his grace and his mercy I'm grateful for his patience and for all the things that he does to to help me to to just keep going and to keep this podcast going to keep talking about these issues and to stay positive even when it's a bit of a struggle because it's all a learning curve really so yeah you can watch some of those programs and laugh if you want to but it isn't funny from the point of view that uh, oh gosh some of them are in a real really difficult place and uh, and I think, no, as difficult as things are for me, and they are difficult, I'm not there. And I'm not gloating, and I'm not, nah, 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 nah. It's not that. It's there, but for the grace of God go I. And I really, really mean that. I really appreciate God's grace in this issue. So that's the plan, folks. I am going to do a bit more research. I am going to seek out somebody I can talk to. And I am determined to get to the bottom of the why. It's a bit terrifying, <laughs> but I want to know why. Not why people in general or some people or da-da-da-da-da do it. Why I am doing it. That's my plan. If you're a prayer, please do pray for me. Because I'm going to need the Lord's help. Because um, when I find the answer, I don't know whether I'll be able to do anything about it. But anyway, here goes. That's my plan. Next week, I will have an update for you on that. On the beginning, the real beginning of the real search for the reason why. In the meantime, my YouTube channel is up and running and I would really love you to subscribe to that. Tomorrow, Thursday, I'm going to be doing a video uh, on the bread, you know, the wholemeal spelt bread. I'm going to be doing a video of that live just to show how simpy pimpy it is. And that's going to be on the YouTube channel. I'd love you to pop over there and subscribe. Just search for Words, Wobbles and Wisdom on YouTube and you'll find me there. And we have one more thing left to do. Frankie. What is that about? So I'm having, um, oh gosh, I used to like Lemsip. I don't like, well, not lemon Lemsip, but like blackcurrant Lemsip. And I don't know what they've done. Like, have they changed the um, the recipe of it or something? It's got it's got this sweetener in it that is absolutely manky. Um, so yeah, so I'm not enjoying, <coughs> I'm not enjoying being unwell. <laughs> no, I'm, <coughs> sorry, I'm, <coughs> I'm not enjoying my lamb sips. So I instead of lamb sips, I'm having two paracetamol and hot squash. Hot black curd squash and two paracetamol. Because it is nice to have a hot fruity drink when you're not well. But uh, yeah, I don't know what they've done. But lamb sips, beach and powders, them all. I don't know what they've done. But oh gosh, it's awful, awful stuff. So yeah, I'm gone off them completely. Uh, not that I can taste much anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there we go. Anyway, that's my complaint for this week. Lemsips are not what they used to be. Oh, 
Oh dear. Okay, sorry. I I think because I'm a bit under the weather, I'm not really, uh, I was a bit all over the place today, but hopefully I made some sense. And next week I am determined. Next week I am going to have made some progress on investigating the whys and the whats and the wherefores of my compulsive eating. I've decided I don't want to wait anymore. I want to do something about it. There we go. I've decided. So I will have news for you next week, please God. In the meantime, like I say, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, drop me a line at smile at annemariemiles.co.uk. Check out annemariemiles.co.uk for older episodes of the podcast and other stuff that's on there. And I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.